What is going on guys and welcome to another episode of the Lean365 podcast. Today's episode, I'm going to break down to you exactly what you need to do to build muscle, the secrets to building muscle. Now, the chances are to build the kind of physique that you're looking to build, whether you're a guy, whether you're a girl, you are going to need to build some muscle, okay? You're not just going to lose body fat in a 12-week period and get to exactly where you want to be. Building a world-class physique takes time and there's probably going to be muscle needed added to your physique to get to where you need to be. Building muscle is an incredible thing. There are so many advantages to building muscle in terms of longevity, in terms of less accidents and risks when you get older, in terms of increasing your metabolism, staying in shape. If you, the more muscle you build, the harder it is to fall out of shape because your body needs more calories, okay? You are increasing your metabolism every time you add a pound of muscle onto your physique because that pound of muscle means that your body needs more calories to, burns more calories at rest. Your metabolism increases. So this is why what we do at FitLab is we increase clients' muscle mass to the point as to where it's very hard for them to come out of shape because they have so much muscle that their body needs so many calories that unless they literally eat so much crap and don't exercise, it's very difficult for them to undo the hard work. And often what happens is people spend you know, 12 weeks, 16 weeks working on fat loss, but they don't build any muscle so that when they get to the end of the fat loss phase, their body's in this really receptive position. They don't have much muscle to kind of defend their, their hard work and their progress, and they often just lose it very quickly. Obviously, that's when the weight goes back on. And that's why the statistic for failed diets is so high, because people don't understand really the process behind actually staying in shape. And one of those things is building muscle. So I'm gonna break down to you guys exactly what you need to do to build muscle, exactly how you build muscle, and why you build muscle, and need to build muscle anyway. So firstly, the age-old question that people ask, can you lose body fat and build muscle at the same time? This is like the holy grail of the fitness industry. Now I'm gonna answer this with, it depends. It depends on a few things. You could be in a few camps where this is possible, but even if you are doing it, it's not gonna be at a particularly great level. You're not gonna build massive amounts of muscle whilst you're in a calorie deficit, okay? So the camps where you can potentially build muscle and lose fat at the same time. Firstly, if you're a real beginner, or if you've not been training properly for a very long time, and then you're put into a much better structured training program, yes, you can build some muscle and lose body fat at the same time, okay? We get this a lot of clients at FitLab because they haven't really trained properly in the past. They've not been doing the right stuff in the gym. So as soon as we get them on a proper training plan and we get them actually progressing on their lifts on a week-to-week -week basis and they're getting stronger, they are in a calorie deficit and they are building muscle at the same time. It's not gonna be a huge amount, but they are building muscle at the same time, especially for the first sort of eight, 12 weeks, okay? So that's camp one. If you've not been doing things properly or you're a bit of a beginner, you will build muscle. Beginners have got a huge advantage because you can, you can build a lot of muscle and lose body fat when you're a beginner because your body is so receptive to any kind of stimulus because it's completely new. Lifting weights is completely new to your body, so your body just wants to progress. So if you are new to the gym, you will be able to build a lot of muscle, um, even if we're in a bit of a diet as well. So what we would normally do with a beginner at FitLab is we'd stick them in kind of like a bit of a maintenance position because at maintenance as a beginner, uh, you can build muscle and lose body fat at a pretty decent rate. But again, this is not going to be for that many people. Um, a lot of the people that we work with have got some experience in lifting weights before, so they're not really in that camp. When I'm talking beginner, I'm talking you have never been in a gym before and picked up a dumbbell. You are completely fresh out the ranks. Um, the next camp would be if you have been injured. Okay, So if you've been out of training for a very long time, you've you know done something 
and then you get back into it, you're going to build muscle and lose body fat at the same time because, again, you almost get back to that newbie and that beginner stance that you would have had because you've just been out of the gym for so long. So your body, in some ways, has kind of you know forgot the the movement patterns and the things that, it's, that it was doing in the gym before. So this is why you know don't fear getting injured don't fear having a lot of time at the gym because you will get that progress back so fucking quickly because your body's very receptive and it wants to do that it wants to adapt it wants to get stronger just like it was before so injured uh, injuries can lead to you being able to do both things at the same time the next camp is if you hadn't guessed it already if you are on anabolic steroids you will be able to build muscle and lose body fat at the same time at a pretty fucking good rate as well um now, I'm not really going to talk about this too long. It's not really an area of my expertise. Um, but, you know, the reality is your body's kind of firing in a completely different way. So, you know, testosterone level is going to be super high um, and you have got the ability to be able to do both those things at once. Now, for most people, okay, for most people, you don't really get a huge amounts of progress in doing both these things at once because, you know, a lot of you listening to this might not even fall into any of those camps. So you might be thinking, well... You know, I'm not a beginner. I've been training for, you know, kind of a year on and off. I'm not injured. I'm not taking steroids. You know, I don't really fall into those things. And that is absolutely fine. Not many people do. Not many people that start a fit lab are really in that position. So really my advice is I wouldn't really try and do both. I wouldn't really try and lose body fat and build mass at the same time. It's a nice thing to say. It sounds pretty cool, doesn't it? it sounds sexy, if, you know, doing both those things at once. But it's not really the reality, to be honest, because the conditions aren't really there. To build muscle mass, we need to be in a calorie surplus, which I'm going to go on to in a second. And to lose body fat, we need to be in a calorie deficit. They are like two completely different things, completely different ends of the spectrum. And you cannot eat in a surplus and a deficit at the same time. You have to choose one or the other. So that's where it starts to become a little bit tricky. An analogy I like to use for this, if you are trying to lose body fat and build muscle at the same time, think of your ideal physique as like an end destination, okay? Think of you know, you're living in the south of England and wanting to get to Scotland. And when you get to Scotland, you will have an absolutely world-class, incredible physique. You know, have everything you ever wanted in terms of your body. Think of building muscle and losing body fat as trying to drive there with the handbrake on all the time. Okay, so you've got to drive all the way to Scotland with the handbrake on your car. Now, how frustrating is that going to be? How long is that going to take? How patient would you have to be to actually get there? Pretty fucking long time, right? Whereas if we work on losing body fat, building muscle, you know, maybe losing body fat a little bit more if we need to, if we go into quite an aggressive gaining phase, and then building muscle, like yes, it's you know potentially doesn't sound as good, but it's actually a lot more efficient and you get there a lot quicker. So that's why we would recommend that you essentially get lean first and get yourself in a position as to then when you are able to build muscle. So generally what happens is when clients come to work with us at FitLab, is we have phases which we put clients through. We've got four very clear and distinct phases that clients go into to get them to that ideal position, to get them to where they want to be. But nine times out of 10, when someone comes to work with us, they will need to go into a fat loss phase because we do not feel they're in a position where their body wants to build muscle because there is too much body fat there, okay? So ideally what we want to do is we want to get into a deficit to start off with. And for guys, we probably want to be trying to get body fat to at least 10 to 12%. If you want to get ultra shredded and want to go below 10%, awesome. You know, there's, I wouldn't say there's a kind of a scientific like benefit to doing that, to building muscle. Um, but I have to say the leaner that you get, you know, the longer you potentially you can be in a gaining phase without having to come out of it. So there's that benefit. Um, for females, again, you're not going to need to get to 10 to 12%. That would be actually pretty fucking dangerous. Um, I would say kind of 18%, 16%, 20% is still, you know, still a really good body fat for a female. 
um, and then potentially start looking at gaining phases. And for a girl, gaining phases is probably the best thing you'll ever do because women feel like they're going to get bulky and fall out of shape and not look good and they don't want to bulk. Some of the, the girls that we've had on the program that have gone into gaining phases, holy fuck, like they have got into, you know, incredible places, incredible physiques and, you know, built exactly what they wanted in terms of big glutes, quads, all that kind of stuff. So girls do not fear bulking. It is actually probably the best thing you can do, but you just need to do it properly. You need to know how to do it properly. Anyway, you don't want to kind of go too much out of things now. Um, so essentially, yeah, when we've got lean enough and we've got our body fat down to the right level, that's when our body is in a better position to want to build muscle. It is more receptive to building muscle at a leaner position. Okay, you are in a more anabolic position, so the conditions are better for building muscle because you're leaner. And also, if you start trying to build muscle and you've got too much body fat, you're just going to get a little bit frustrated because you'll probably feel that like you're not really progressing. You know, you're going to look in the mirror and think, "Well, look, like I've still got a bit of a belly. I don't feel too great." It's just not a great feeling. Like you just feel a bit lethargic and. I personally just wouldn't want to do that. I mean, I'm completely against the whole sort of dirty bulk and getting fat basically from a bulking position. It's, it's just not something that I'm in line with at all. Um, and I've not needed to do that. And, you know, I'm pretty happy with my physique and I've built 20, 30, 35 pounds of muscle since I started training and I've never lost my abs. So really, that's not an excuse to, 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 to overdo it. So when we've got lean enough, I think that's when building muscle is a great thing, okay? So when you're in a position, you've got lean, you've gone through that initial stage, then you can really start looking at, right, now I'm ready to start building muscle mass. And I think realistically, so, you know, firstly, looking at guys, most guys that want to get to the physique that they are looking to achieve, okay? We're talking that beach body, ripped, good, aesthetic, strong, muscular, good physique. You're probably going to need to build about 20 to 25 pounds of muscle, realistically, for a lot of guys. Now, I'm not going to speak for every guy. Some guys have just got naturally, you know, the kind of genetics where they have, they are just holding a lot of muscle, okay? Like very like mesomorph. They, they've got a lot of muscle naturally. That genetically is their gift, okay? So maybe they don't need to build as much muscle, okay? Maybe they are already in that position. But a lot of guys don't, and that's absolutely fine. I was not a genetically gifted person. I might look like I am. I was very ectomorphic. I was very thin naturally, very thin. If you look at photos of me when I was like 10 to 15 years old, I was very, very skinny. And that is one of the reasons why I got into the gym because I did not like how I looked. I was very skinny. I played a lot of sports, playing rugby, and I wasn't great at rugby at the start because I was so skinny. I was quick, but I, was, wasn't, wasn't, I wasn't very strong. So that's why I got into the gym and I got strong and I did something about it and built a lot of muscle. And as I said, for me, I have built probably 25 pounds plus of muscle mass to get to a good position. So that is really what we're going to have to try and work on. And I think for, for, for girls, probably not going to need to build maybe quite as much as 20 to 25 pounds, but I think it's still like 10 pounds, 15 pounds is, is still what I would be looking to build as a female because, again, a lot of the physiques that you see online, you know, the girls that have got the big glutes, they've got the toned arms, like they've built muscle, trust me. They have been in gaining phases where they have built a decent amount of muscle when they're eating a lot of food. So again, you need to really look at, realistically, you're going to need to build quite a lot of muscle. Now, building muscle takes time. You need to know that, guys. It does take time. It is not something that happens overnight. It's a very patient process. So when we're looking at building muscle, you're probably going to want to be in a gaining phase for at least six months. At least six months, okay? More like 12 months, 18 months, two years. Like, really, you, you can be in a gaining phase for a long time. I probably wouldn't recommend you literally stay in a surplus for that long because I think doing something for too long is never productive. If you're in a deficit for too long, that is completely counterproductive. 
Um, if you're in a bulking phase for too long, that's not good because really our body doesn't necessarily want to be in a surplus forever, right? Our body wants maintenance. That is homeostasis for our body. That is the position it wants to be in. It wants to be at maintenance, okay? So maintenance is a great place. So if we are in a calorie surplus for too long, we're eating more calories than what our body needs, it's not a great place to be. So again, that's something that we need probably need to look at. So, you know, you could do a gaining phase for say like six months, 12 months, and then I'd probably cut it back for maybe eight weeks to 12 weeks, do a little cut going into the summer, you know, get lean for a holiday and then go back into a surplus again. That, that's kind of the route that I would take. Um, that's what I do. So, you know, I'll do like little, I, I naturally stay lean all the time, but so, you know, if I've got like a photo shoot like I did last year, I had a holiday the year before, like I'll go on like a little mini cut, I'll get lean and I'll go back into a surplus again. Because when we go back into a surplus, that's when our body wants to gain muscle, okay? So we're in that receptive state again to wanting to grow. So that's realistically what we need to be looking for. And when we're looking at building muscle, we need to really be looking at the metrics. And it is a slow process, as I said. So really, we're looking at about one to one and a half percent of our weight per month, okay? Per month, not per week, per month. It's a slow process. Sometimes it can be a little bit more than that. Now, we've had some guys at FitLab that have gained more than that, and we've kept body fat still at a good rate. Sometimes it's because they're a little bit newer to building muscle, so they get a very good sort of, again, like sort of beginner or newbie uh, stimulus, or they just come out of a, a calorie deficit. And again, like we're seeing a bit more of an increase because they're just out of that, that initial phase. So again, like you can see a little bit quicker, but do not expect massive gains. If you are gaining like 1% of your weight per week, you are doing it wrong. You are gaining body fat. Your body cannot grow muscle that fast. You are, you are gaining body fat, okay? Obviously, when we're looking to lose body fat, we are looking to lose about 1% per week. 1% of our weight per week is a good metric for, for fat loss. But when we're flicking the switch, it is going to be slower. So really, weight is important. And, and don't get me wrong, I would still be tracking weight when I'm looking to gain muscle but it's not as important as it is in the fat loss phase. And if you are solely looking at weight as your biggest performance metric, it's probably not going to end too well because you'll get kind of frustrated and it's hard to, to see as to whether it really progressing. So the biggest progressor to ensure that you are moving forward in a gaining phase is looking at your performance lifts, okay? So looking at the sort of lifts that you're doing and just making sure you're getting stronger. So what we do at FitLab is when we get clients into our gaining phases, we call it our performance phase, we set them very clear targets on certain exercises, okay? So we don't just say we're going to build muscle because again, we need this vanilla, we need a goal set. So we will look at the lifts they are doing, we will look at the sort of muscle groups that they want to grow. So if a guy says, I want to grow a bigger chest, I want to grow bigger delts, maybe we'll set them a bench press target. Maybe we'll set them a shoulder press target, okay? And we'll actually set them a very clear goal towards that certain exercise so they can see, right, if I can get to 100 kilos on a bench press, like, that's a fantastic goal to work towards, okay? 100 kilo bench press, for example. Just for example. Now, if a guy has gone from, say, an 80 kilo bench press to 100 kilo bench press in the space of three months, he is going to have built a shit ton of muscle on his chest and shoulders to be able to do that. You don't just increase your bench press by 20 kilos and not see that on your physique. So that's a very easy way to get addicted to, to really into that gaining phase. You need to buy into the gaining phase. You need to really find something that's going to keep you motivated. So you need to set very clear metrics to performance and to improvement. Now, when I've been in some of my biggest gaining phases, the biggest lifts that I really enjoyed doing. So one was my squat. I've always had really, really good legs. And I used to absolutely fucking love the squat. So I used to, I haven't done this as much recently. Got a few injuries at the moment anyway. So it's kind of, kind of pulled me back a little bit. But when I was in the kind of peak of my gaining phases, 
Um, I was going for big squats, like 180. I was, I was repping 180. Um, got to 200 kilo squat, really impressed with that. I was really addicted to it every single time. I mean, this was when I was at uni as well, my diet wasn't fantastic. I was going to the gym, I was like, right, I'm gonna get four plates today, I'm gonna get four and a half plates today. I was really, really pushing it. And I was addicted to it, I was loving it. I was seeing progression every week and I was like, I'm gonna do it. That is probably how, one of the reasons as to why I built a lot of muscle because I was really bought into that gaining phase. Guys get very bored in the gaining phases and then they decide, oh, I wanna go back to fat loss now because it's easier to track. No, you need to stay in the performance phase for long enough to see the benefit. So set yourself goals that make it become more fun. So, you know, bench press. Another one with my deadlift. So I've kind of been had like a bit of a love-hate relationship with deadlifts. Sometimes I love them, sometimes I don't. And I went through a period where I was absolutely loving the deadlift, pulling, I think I got to maybe like 220, something like that. Um, and I absolutely loved it. And again, I was really addicted to wanting to improve on my deadlift. I wanted to get stronger. And again, it massively helped me with my physique because the, the strength I was gaining on these lifts, it was really, really starting to show on my physique because I was getting stronger, I was getting bigger. So performance metrics are a really important thing to set when you're in a gaining phase, when you want to build muscle mass. Now, progressive overload is the absolute key. And that is why we beset, set performance goals because we need to be making sure we are progressing on our lifts. Now, this is exactly the same with fat loss. Anyway, this carries over to both. Progressing on your workouts is so important. So you need to be tracking your workouts and you need to be getting stronger. It's absolutely key. You've probably seen that guy at the gym that looks exactly the same for the last three years or, or however long he's been in there, six months, doesn't look any different. The reason for that is because he's probably lifting the exact same weights every single week. Study those people, see what weights they lift. I guarantee it'll be the same weight. I guarantee they are not changing their weight. What happens when we don't change the weights that we lift in the gym is our body does not progress. Our body is a clever thing and it doesn't just progress when you just step into a fucking gym. You have to actually put in the work so it grows, okay? We have to put it through more stress, more stimulus the week than we did the week before for it to then make an adaption. Okay, for it to be put through more stress to be able to grow. So this is why progressive overload is the most important principle when we're looking to build muscle. Okay, progressing on the last week's lift by either increasing the weight, by increasing the reps, getting an extra rep out. They're probably the two easiest ways to progressively overload. You can look at potentially adding in an extra set, um, or you can look at decreasing the rest time a little bit. There's a few other little kind of tricks you can use, but mainly I would just focus on to make it simpler, an extra rep or an extra plate or an extra pin down, just try and get a little bit more out of that exercise, okay? Progressive overload is the absolute key. In terms of which machines to use or which compounds or exercises to use. Now, I've been a big fan of mainly using compound exercises for this, so I've always been a fan of that. I think that they recruit a lot more muscle fiber. They just generally, you just get more bang for your buck. So this is like deadlift squats, bench presses, overhead presses, rows, pull-ups. These exercises I think are a lot better. So typically they're the ones that I would gear towards more. Choose the ones you enjoy doing. So if you don't enjoy doing a barbell bench press, don't do an incline you know, dumbbell press. If you don't enjoy doing a bent over row, don't maybe do a cable row. You know, do something, do the exercises that you enjoy. Pick the ones that you like doing, but just ensure you get stronger from them. Okay, ensure that you actually get stronger over time. And then that way you can ensure you're progressing with them. So I generally would go for some of the bigger compound movements. I think they're better. You don't have to do deadlifts. You don't have to do squats. If you don't like deadlifts and you feel like it hurts your back a little bit, don't do them. Choose different exercise, okay? But generally just go for the ones you enjoy and generally keep it more compound. Now, I also do think some machines are good. I'm not gonna write machines off. I actually think a mix of machines and compounds is better. Now, machines are fantastic because they're actually a lot less injury, okay, risk. If you think about it, if you're just doing a machine, it's a fixed plane of motion. It's not 
you know, it's not moving. There's not as much of a chance of you having an injury. So if you go on like a chest press, you can put a lot of weight on there. There's no risk of anything really happening. Okay, I speak from traumatic experience of a bench press injury. So that's why I use the, uh, the chest press example in terms of you can push hard on that without the risk of something happening, okay? Um, and it's the same with other uh, kind of machines like the hack squat is very common now, pendulum, very, very good machines for increasing mass. And with those, as I say, it's a fixed plane of motion. You're not gonna um, you know, potentially have to not compromise your weight a little bit because you know, you're worried about the form. So they're great for really overloading and going heavy and pushing more load in a safer manner. So that's why I like using machines as well. There are certain ones I think can be very effective. And obviously certain machines for isolation too are good as well. So if we're really trying to isolate a certain muscle and we, we want to ensure we're getting as, you know, maximum contraction, again, machines are going to be effective to do that. Okay, so that's generally how I would approach training. Okay, I would generally look to train in about sort of between five and 12 or 15 rep range. Don't think you need to go too much more than that. Sets, mainly sort of three sets per workout or per exercise, sorry, I think is about right. And about 10 to 20 working sets, I'd probably say as well across the week um, from, from each muscle group. That's generally what I would kind of advise in terms of trying to get a good all round approach. Now on to more, more the nutritional side of things. So as I've already mentioned a few times, you need to be eating in a surplus of calories, okay? Generally to build muscle, that's the fastest way. Now you can build muscle at maintenance. So if you eat the same amount of calories, your calorie burns on a day-to-day basis, this is called maintenance. You will be able to build some muscle, but as I said, it's gonna be a little bit slow. Um, if you're really, really, really like worried about gaining weight and you just wanna make sure you, you, know, you stay lean, not everyone wants to gain muscle, not everyone wants to be really big. Some people just wanna be lean and happy and healthy, okay? If that's you, then I would suggest just staying at maintenance and just trying to get stronger because you can still get stronger at maintenance. I'm just talking to the people here that you know wanna build muscle quick. They, you know, they, they wanna work on certain areas of their physique and they wanna see results a little bit faster. That's when we need to be going into a surplus. However, I'm a big advocate of a small surplus. I do not think you need to be eating a massive surplus and getting fat and increasing your calories and eating loads of fucking food. That is not a good way of going about it. You're gonna feel lethargic. You're not gonna, yeah, as I say, you're not gonna feel too good. You're gonna feel uh, you've got a bit of a lack of energy. Um, you're obviously gonna gain body fat at the same time. If you go into a, a big surplus, you're just gonna start gaining body fat, which means you're gonna then need to diet again. Generally, you just feel a bit sluggish. If you're like smashing carbs down, um, at a ridiculous rate, you're just not gonna feel too good. I just don't think it's a great place to just be smashing loads of food, it's unnecessary. So I think a small surplus is a good place to be. So slowly, when you come out of a deficit, you can increase your calories on a week-to-week -week basis, very, very slightly if you need to, okay? That's the best way of doing it. Slowly push your food upwards. That's gonna put you into a nice surplus. So generally, if you wanna kind of calculate a surplus straight off the bat, I would look at your body weight in pounds. My times it by about 16 to 17. 16 might put you at maintenance roughly, slowly into a small surplus. 17 will put you into a small surplus. That's a very easy way of looking at it. But to be honest, I would focus more on uh, kind of, you know, what calories you've been on in the past and increasing from there instead of just going into more of an arbitrary number. Okay, so surplus is gonna be needed if you wanna build muscle at a reasonably quicker rate instead of just being in maintenance. A deficit is when we're losing body fat because our body has less calories than it needs. Um, uh, surplus is where it's got more calories than it needs, and therefore that extra calorie allowance that it's got will be converted into muscle, provided you're resistance training. If you're not resistance training and you're in a calorie surplus, this is when you gain body fat. This is when you get fat and become out of shape. So this is why resistance training is very important. You have to be lifting weights to ensure that you are building muscle. 
and of course eating protein. So in terms of protein, I'd be focusing on about one gram protein per pound of your body weight. Really, really easy way to work it out. If you eat that much protein, you are going to gain muscle, okay? That is roughly how, you could probably get away with less than that. If you're a female, probably say about 0.8 grams per pound of body weight, you're still gonna get the result. People do often overcook protein a bit too much. So really with those numbers, you'll be absolutely fine. That's roughly what you need to be looking at. Now, if you're the sort of person that actually ends up getting a little bit full, now I speak from experience on this. When I've pushed food up before to say 4,000 per day, never really had to go over 4,000 to be honest. Um, I've sometimes got a little bit full, sometimes not wanting to eat. So this is where things like liquid calories can be very effective or more calorific foods. So, you know, things like peanut butter can be very good, oils. These are foods that are very easy to consume, but they've also got a decent amount of calories in them as well. So if you are what we call a hard gainer, then I would recommend that you have certain foods like that, which make it easier to hit your calorie targets. Okay, so often with fat loss, we're kind of taught that, you know, we need to be trying to bulk out our plates as much. We need to be trying to make sure that we're getting high volume. And I would absolutely agree with that. When we're in a gaining phase and we're pushing food up a little bit and you can start to maybe not feel so hungry, that's when we need to start looking at potentially things like liquid calories, which I think can work really well. However, if you're a big foodie and you have a big appetite all the time, you do not need to do that. So only really it's going to depend, again, on certain people. I'd also be making sure you're trying to eat protein every three to four hours, okay? Now, this is not an essential. I think it's more important when you're in a gaining phase and you're trying to build muscle to abide that rule. If you're in a uh, deficit and you're trying to lose body fat, really, it doesn't really matter when you eat your food, to be honest. As long as you hit your protein target over the course of a day, I don't think you need to worry too much about consuming every three to four hours unless you're trying to be Mr. Olympia and optimal, okay? But in a gaining phase, I think there's a lot more science to it because what we're trying to do is we're trying to increase our body's muscle protein synthesis. This is essentially how we build muscle mass and how we grow new tissue. So if we're eating every three to four hours, we have this like spike of our muscle protein synthesis. Think of like a, a graph and that is going to stay spiked throughout the day. Whereas if we don't eat every three to four hours, it's going to start to drop. So look, you're still going to build muscle. It's just not to say you're not. If we're looking to try and be optimal, we're trying to build as much muscle as we can, trying to be the most effective that we can, the most efficient, then I would say try and eat every three to four hours. So just try and get protein. And so even if you can't eat every three to four hours, have a protein shake, have a protein bar, you know, have access to something that you can have to keep that protein high throughout the day. And that's just a good way of staying full as well, keeping energy levels high, okay? Generally, I would recommend you should, you should be trying to eat roughly three to four hours. And that's why I think intermittent fasting it's not as effective in a gaining phase. In a fat loss phase, it can be effective. In a gaining phase, I probably would say that it's going to be less effective because you're actually gonna have like potentially 12 hours where you're not having any protein. So your, your body's muscle protein synthesis levels are going to drop because what happens throughout the day is we're either in an anabolic state or we're in a catabolic state, okay? So either, either our body is eating into muscle or it's growing muscle. Now, essentially, as long as we are by the end of the day, in a positive balance, we, we're promoting anabolism, then we're gonna gain muscle. If we are in a catabolic state by the end of today, overall, well, we're going to lose muscle. So obviously we need to be making sure we're in more of an anabolic state, which is why I think it's important, um, obviously to make sure we're hitting our protein goal, that's the number one. But if we can space every three to four hours, then even better, okay? Now, you can still look good on a bulk. You do not have to look like you are out of shape. You are, you know, I'm on a bulk that's okay for me to not look good. That is absolute bollocks. As I said, I've never become out of shape. I've never lost my abs. I've never looked, you know, like someone who is on a bulk as such, on a dirty bulk. 
I've always looked reasonably lean, okay? So don't ever use the excuse, or don't get into this mindset from people that you see on Instagram that do not know how to control their food and claim it's because they're on a bulk. No, they've probably got some food disorder or they're very greedy and they're trying to make it out that I'm in a gaming phase, bro. Or they're heavily abusing steroids and you know they're trying to build muscle that way. Or they're competing and they're in an off season and again, they're just pushing food up way too high because you know they're trying to build as much muscle as they humanly possibly can before they go into a cut. There's lots of different scenarios. However, if you are listening to this, you are a normal person. You are an everyday guy or girl that wants to get into incredibly good shape, have a world-class physique. You do not need to lose your abs and look you know, out of shape to be able to bulk and grow muscle mass. I promise you that now. So make sure that a kind of good rule of thumb for guys, I think is, you know, you should you should be able to maintain abs in some form of you know whatever even if it's just the the, the top two for your gaming phase or you know a slow outlook even if it's just a reasonably flat stomach but you can still see you are in reasonably good shape okay that's still okay for a bulk if you start to have a bit of a, a tummy and you actually start to look a little bit overweight or there's a bit of an overhang or something like that probably time to cut things back a little bit okay and i'll be brutally honest with clients at fit lab i don't think we ever really get clients to that point because i'm very good at seeing as to whether i think someone is starting to become a little bit uh you know have too much body fat it doesn't really happen but i'll be i'll be very honest and you know if i feel like someone needs to go into a little bit of a mini cut we'll pull them into a bit of a mini cut and that is absolutely fine because you cannot be in a surplus for you know months and months and months and months on end anyway there is going to come a point where pulling things back is probably needed okay next up in terms of cardio I've made a mistake before of doing no cardio in the gaining phase and thinking, no, cardio is going to kill my gains. It is not going to kill your gains, okay? You need to do cardio for your heart, cardio, cardiovascular. You need to improve your fitness. You need to feel good. There is more to fitness than just building muscle. So if you are not doing cardio and you're in a gaining phase, that is not a good thing to do. And actually, you're going to become a lot less efficient as well. If you are out of breath and you cannot go past 10 to 12 reps on a squat because you are out of breath and you're out of, you know, you don't have cardiovascular fitness, do you think that's going to be good for building muscle? No. So you need to be able to actually be cardiovascularly fit as well, which is why I think it's important. Now, you don't need to be doing smashing loads of cardio. You don't need to be doing running if you don't like running. You don't need to be doing certain things like HIIT training if that's not what you like. However, certain amounts of cardio to improve your health is important. So I've made the mistake before of completely cutting cardio in a gaining phase, and it did not work for me, and it did not feel good. Whereas now, I will always keep my cardio in place. Obviously, I do a lot more running now anyway. Um, box off to you half, half marathon this year. You know, I'm not the sort of person to neglect that now like I would have before anyway. But at the same time, if I was going to go into more of an aggressive gaining phase, I would not neglect my cardio. I would do it. I can make sure I'm doing it. You don't need to do it to the point where it's going to become counterproductive and you're burning so many calories that actually it's just harder to eat than back, if that makes sense, which I don't think is very possible really for, for a lot of people. Um, however, just make sure you are not completely cutting out as a whole. Useful supplements for gaining muscle mass. Now, there are not that many, to be honest, and most of them are exactly the same as if you're in a gaining phase or in a fat loss phase, sorry. doesn't really change. There's not any like magical muscle building supplements like testosterone boosters, which do not work, okay? The natural testosterone boosters do not really work, okay? There's a couple that potentially could give you some benefits, but really, they do not work. Do not waste your money. The best supplement for building muscle, in my opinion, is going to be creatine monohydrate, okay? So you should be taking this if you're in a fat loss phase anyway, and it really isn't that much of a difference whether you're gaining or, or um, cutting as to whether you should or should or should not be taking creatine. It's completely safe. There is absolutely nothing, no harm in taking it at all. Now, we naturally produce creatine anyway. We have creatine in our store, muscle stores. We actually 
do still use that. So even if you don't take creatine, you will still get a benefit of taking creatine. It's an energy system that we use. However, we don't have enough to get the full performance enhancing benefit. So when we supplement with creatine, we are topping up those stores so that we can essentially train harder. So when we get to those last couple of reps, those grind reps in the gym, creatine will allow us to push and get those reps out. Now, if we can get more reps out on certain exercises and push harder in the gym, guess what happens? Over time, those extra reps will lead to more muscle mass. So does creatine directly help you build muscle? No, nothing does unless you take steroids. But creatine indirectly helps you build muscle because it allows you to get stronger quicker. And if you get stronger at a faster rate, you're going to build muscle. So essentially, that's why we take creatine monohydrate. It is fantastic for doing that. And it has been scientifically back to the hills that it does actually work. So it's a very good supplement. I recommend that even if you're a beginner, I would take creatine. If you're a girl, take creatine. Again, there's absolutely no harm taking it if you're a lady. Um, it's just a fantastic supplement. Another supplement I would potentially recommend, and I say potentially because I'd only really say there's a minority of people that will benefit from this, and that would be an intra-workout carbohydrate. So this could be something like dextrose, myodextrin, you know, Vitago, something like that. These are just very fast-acting carbohydrates that you can take, which essentially just allow you to get more food in when you're training. So for example, if you are struggling to eat your foods, and I have struggled to eat in the past in gaining phases, or I've just preferred not having to eat certain you know, amounts of calories, and I just prefer having it in a shake format. So I will actually take a carbohydrate supplement whilst I'm training. And this just allows my body to be able to utilize those carbs whilst I'm training, get a better pump, um, but also it just allows me to get in an extra, say, 200 to 300 calories whilst I'm training. And that's 200 to 300 calories of food that I do not need to eat because it's going in whilst I'm training. It's a really, really easy way to just get more food in, essentially. So we do sometimes recommend to clients to use an intra-workout supplement uh, into workout carb if they need it, okay? If they need it, it can work. Also, if you are a person that trains fasted in the morning, again, I actually think an intra-workout carb or a pre-workout carbohydrate uh, like dextrose or like Vitago or anything like that is actually really effective because it just gives you a bit more of a push and a, and a, and a, um, a kickstart in the morning. So again, that can work pretty well. But if you're in a deficit, probably still say just get it from, get you know, the food, calories because that's going to be a lot more effective. It's going to fill you up a lot more. So I'm not going to say everyone needs an intra-workout carbohydrate, but there may be some people that could benefit from taking that. Next up really, it's just literally going to be a whey protein. Now again, for fat loss, just as effective. Whey protein is fantastic. It's a complete protein source. So it has all the essential amino acids that we need to be able to grow muscle mass. Okay. If we are missing an essential amino acid, that means that we are not consuming a complete protein, which means our body does not have exactly what it needs to be able to grow muscle. So complete protein sources are things like eggs, meats, these have everything and have a complete profile for us to be able to grow from. Whey protein is, is that exactly that. And it's also got the highest bioavailability, which basically means our body utilizes it very, very quickly. Okay, so it utilizes everything it, that it uptakes from whey protein. And there's not actually anything else that has the bioavailability that whey protein has. So it's actually very effective to be taken. Um, so essentially, I think everybody should have a whey protein in their Locker, again, guy, girl, beginner, whoever you are, I think it's an important supplement to have. Yes, you can get it from your food, but not everyone wants to be sat there eating boxes of chicken and meat and tofu or whatever all the time, right? It's actually a lot easier to have a whey protein shake or a vegan protein shake, absolutely fine as well. See, plant-based protein, no issues. Something like that is gonna be effective. Now, you do not need a mass gainer. Please do not buy a mass gainer. If you are listening to this and you buy a mass gainer, you are wasting your money because Mass gainers are just pumped full of absolute shit. Um, and they've got protein on top of that, essentially just to boost out the calories. 
and obviously then actually make it a protein supplement as well. You can make your own mass gain of it. It's going to be way better for you. I've taken mass gains in the past. They have not been good for my digestive system in any ways at all. They're just unhealthy. They come in these like massive like spades as well. They're not even giving you like normal size scoops. So you buy like a five kilo bag of mass gain, I think you're getting a good deal and it's gone within a week. This is not really what you need. Okay, I used to take something called mutant mass. It's absolutely terrible shape. Do not take that. So if you, need to, if you need to make a mass gainer, just make it yourself. Get a scoop of whey protein, put some oats in there, put some peanut butter in there, frozen fruit, even oil. I used to put oil in my shakes before to get more calories in, okay? You don't taste it, it's just olive oil. It's actually good for you. You know, you can make your own mass gainers yourself. You can put actually natural whole food ingredients in those shakes. It's gonna give you way more benefit, okay? That is essentially what I would recommend in terms of your nutritional approach. Guys, that is pretty much it from a muscle building perspective. Now, there's obviously a few more things I could go into. Muscle building is a pretty complex subject, right? There is a lot we could talk about. There's a lot of different angles I could come from, but I don't want to overwhelm you and give you too much information. I think I've given you a lot of golden nuggets in here that you can go away and implement and hopefully understand in terms of how to build muscle mass effectively. So I hope you found this useful. Um, if you have, please share to your story and give me a tag. Also, drop a five-star review if you are enjoying the podcast at the moment. I really appreciate it. Um, it also helps share the podcast so more people can take massive value from them, hopefully change their lives and uh, get them into the sort of shape that they want to be in. Um, apart from that, guys, have an incredible week and I will catch you in the next episode.